You are listening to The Real Happy Mom Podcast, a weekly podcast for busy working moms to get inspiration, encouragement, and practical tips for this journey called motherhood. My name is Tony Ann, and you are listening to episode 160. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of The Real Happy Mom Podcast. Super excited to be back again, and super excited for my guest today, Jennifer Nagel. She has been on my list of people that I wanted to talk to, and I'm so glad that I was able to talk with her on this episode. Now, if you don't know about Jennifer, Jennifer is one that you can find on Instagram and all over the internet. She is the one that is going to be helping moms out with health and fitness. And today in this episode, if you're thinking, okay, Tony, I'm ready to lose some weight, I'm ready to get in shape, I'm ready to do all the things, put myself first when it comes to health and fitness, this episode is for you. And you will be surprised that Jennifer is not going to talk about food and exercise as much as you think when it comes to health and fitness. She focuses on something a little bit different. And I actually was going to title this episode, the number one thing to do for self-care, because that's really what we are going to be hitting on. So in this episode, Jennifer is going to be sharing with us a little bit about her story and how she even got started on this health and fitness journey, as well as the two main reasons why moms don't prioritize themselves when it comes to health and fitness. Then later she moves into talking about some of the big mistakes that we are doing when it comes to our self-care. And then lastly, she ends with some of her favorite self-care routines that we can start to implement as busy moms. Now, if this is something that you need help with, you definitely want to make sure that you stay tuned to the end because Jennifer shares a lot of really great tips and a lot of really great information that will help you with just realizing how you can start to make those small changes that will get you that big result that you're looking for. Now, before we jump into this episode, remember to join me inside of the Real Happy Mom Facebook community. And if you're like, Tony Ann, what are you talking about? I'm glad that you asked. So the Real Happy Mom Facebook community is the after party to the podcast. Here you'll find more of the inspiration and encouragement that you need to help you get through the week, as well as monthly trainings. And I show you how to use a project management tool called Trello. And in these monthly trainings, I show you different ways to use Trello so that you can start to systematize things, get your life organized, and just be ready to tackle the day, the week, the month ahead. Now, join me over in the Facebook group by going over to realhappymom.com slash community. Again, that's realhappymom.com slash community. And I cannot wait to have you inside there. Now that we have that out of the way, let's go ahead and jump on into this week's episode with Jennifer. All right, Jennifer, welcome to the podcast. I am excited to have you. I am so excited to finally talk to you. Yes, yes. This has been a long time coming. For those of you listening, I've been wanting to talk to Jennifer for a hot minute. <laughs> so finally got Jennifer on the podcast. So super pumped to have you today. But um, we have a lot that we're going to talk about. We've already been talking already for a little bit before I hit record. And um, yeah, definitely want to hear all the goodness that you have to share with us. But before we jump into our topic for today, I wanted you to share a little bit about you and what you do. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, I am uh, the CEO 
CEO and head coach of Figured Out Fitness. And basically, we work with a lot of women who are trying to get into shape. And the thing that's important about our philosophy is we really do like to focus on your health first. So everyone wants to maybe tone up or drop some weight or learn how to eat differently or start to exercise more. But our whole focus is making sure you as a whole person are in great shape and all the other great results will come from that. But yeah, it's the health piece is such an important thing to me because of my own personal history. And so it, you see that infused into a lot of the things that we do. Awesome. Awesome. And I love that you are about health and fitness because that is one thing that has been honestly a goal for me to really prioritize um, this year, just because with COVID, I'll be honest, I kind of let myself go and gained a whole bunch of weight and got super uncomfortable and got to the point where I didn't even like walking past the mirror because I'm like, who is that woman looking at me? Like, I don't know her because I had gained so much weight. And I feel like um, it has been a struggle with not necessarily with losing the weight, but more the mentality that I have to let go and the bad habits. So I was just wondering, like, what got you to this point? Was there a breaking point that got you to actually get to where you are now, where you're actually helping moms with their health and fitness? Absolutely. But first I got to back up and say, girl, you still look cute. Don't even worry about it. But yeah, I, um, if you want to rewind a few years to get to kind of where, how I got here, um, I would love to tell you that I've always been the picture of perfect health, but that would be a huge lie because, um, there was one point in my life I was going through a divorce and becomes a single parent. And so it's me and my little four-year-old and I'm starting completely over. I mean, new place to live, um, really having to figure out how to be a single parent and my daughter. Daughter's dad is very involved, but it, you know, it's still, still just me when she's with me. And then of course, at the same time, which sounds great, but I got promoted at work and, and I'm like, woohoo, I got promoted. And then I'm also like, oh my gosh, I got promoted. So <laughs> I had all this additional responsibility and I was working extremely hard. I was exhausted. And, you know, I would love to say that I was practicing self-care, but in reality, I was living off of Diet Dr. Pepper and peanut butter, <laughs> barely sleeping, dealing with the emotion of going through a major life event, dealing with the additional stress of, you know, taking on this new role and this large new project, and also trying to hold it together for my daughter. I didn't want her to feel like she was missing out or that I couldn't do the things that I was trying, you know, that I could have done for her before when I was married. And so there was a tremendous amount of pressure that I put on myself. Well, I'm sure many of you listening can probably figure out that when you combine no sleep, terrible movement or non-movement, horrible eating habits and a ton of stress, it's not going to give you a great result. And so I would say, you know, I used to, I would have considered myself very healthy, very fit, but then going through this process, I would say about six months later, I was feeling terrible. And I took myself to the doctor and after looking at all these different tests and all this stuff, I was diagnosed with high blood pressure and I was only 31 years old. So here I am, this young mom, thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm already on old lady pills, <laughs> only 31. And although I was working so hard to make this great life for my daughter, I realized at that time, if I don't stop and actually take care of myself, 
I may not even be around for my daughter because in six months, my whole healthcare went to crap. It went down the toilet. So it was at that moment that I really wanted to start making changes. And I would love to tell you that I just got up the next day and I felt perfect. But the reality was it took me time. I had to figure out how to do it. I had to figure out how to find time. I had to figure out how to set boundaries and take myself to bed at a reasonable hour. So um, yeah, that's that's the turning point. But I, I did. I started to find a fitness community and I loved it so much. I started getting certifications and then I started teaching and then I started coaching and, and fast forward. And that's how I got to where I am today. So I absolutely love working with women who have similar stories or versions of that story where, you know, they're desperately just trying to hold it together. And sometimes you just need a little help. Oh, you need someone to give you permission to say it's okay to take care of yourself. It's okay to prioritize yourself. And that's the best way. That's the best way you're going to show up as a parent, um, single parent or, you know, multi parent household. It doesn't matter. You, you really do have to pause and, and take care of yourself before you can take care of anyone else. Yes, definitely. I totally agree. And I I wanted to back up into your story because I know that you said at one point, yes, you were relatively healthy and fit. And then in a few months, things went down (laughs) pretty fast. So I was just wondering, was it um, do you contribute a lot of that to the food? And like you said, the non-movement and the sleep or was it weight gain? Like what, what do you feel like was one of the, or some of the really big contributing factors that, that led up to at least that diagnosis? Cause I'm, I don't know, is that actually in the family or is that something that you've never had a problem with before? Well, it, yeah, I never had a problem with high blood pressure before. I only have one other member of my family with high blood pressure, so it's not something that runs in our family. But I can tell you for sure the catalyst was the the big emotional change of going through a divorce because it was that that made it difficult to sleep. And then when I didn't sleep, I didn't eat well. And when I didn't eat well, I certainly wasn't moving well. And it just became this, this domino effect that (laughs) spiraled out of control. Um, And you'll hear me talk a lot about sleep because I honestly feel that it's one of those things that we continue to forget about when we're talking about our health picture. But when you don't sleep, not only physiologically is your body not able to repair itself and do a lot of um, hormonal things that are happening in your sleep. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that your body is doing. I kind of think about it as, you know, it's shutting down the factory and making all these repairs. But the other thing is, have you ever tried to like go for something when you are dead tired? you know, I'm, I know we're talking to mom, so you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) When you are exhausted, you just, it's hard to focus on taking care of yourself. It's hard to focus on exercise because you're just in such a deficit that you can't really function. So the emotional stress was certainly the trigger, but the thing that hurt me the most was the lack of sleep because after that, I just couldn't make great choices. So one of the very first things I focused on was just being able to sleep. And in order to do that, I, I went to therapy. I talked to a counselor. I, you know, did sleep exercises. I turned the lights of the, you know, electronics off. But once I started to get to sleep regularly, it was so much easier for me to focus on eating differently and exercise regularly because, you know, I, I had the energy to do those things. I had the mental capacity to do those things. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good. And I love how you brought that correlation in there, because I think that is something that's often overlooked because I think a lot of times when we think about health and fitness, we immediately start to think about the food, which yes, that is definitely a part in it, but there's other components um, too, as well, at least that I've been learning on my health and fitness journey that it's not necessarily the food that's the problem for me. It's maintaining that stress. Um, And then, like you said, with sleep and um, the other things in our environment too, as well. So I love that you brought up sleep um, because like I said, that's one that's often overlooked, but I'm thinking about the moms who are definitely trying to to do better. And they, they really do have a desire to actually start making it a priority as far as their health and their fitness. But I was just wondering after you've been working with moms for a while, why do you think it's so hard for us as moms to prioritize and, and, and make ourselves a priority when it comes to our health and fitness and um, also share with us some ways that we can actually um, do better about this too, as well. Yeah. I, I'm so glad you asked me that because I think there are two main reasons why we as moms have such a hard time putting ourselves first and making it a priority. And the first thing is, I think it's cultural that in a lot of families, mom is at the center. I mean, yes, if you're, there's a father in the house, great. And they do wonderful, important things, but I find that a lot of moms are the emotional center of their house. So this, at the time this is being recorded, this is prime back to school time for us. This is usually my most stressful time of the year. Now, thankfully we've got, most of our kids have graduated (laughs) out of school, but we still have one in school and there's 8 million things to do. And I find that mothers tend to take on the most for the other people in the family, because, you know, we've been taught that, you know, we're here for our kids and, you know, it's such a great honor to be a mom and we need to take care of these little bundles of joy and they're looking up to us and we have to, you know, take care of them. And we do that oftentimes at the expense of ourselves. But um, as you and I were chatting about before, I think my big health wake up call helped me realize that, if I didn't put myself first, I wasn't going to be any good for my daughter. And the other thing that I realized is she watches me. So I could tell her, oh, honey, I want you to, you know, be independent and I want you to take care of yourself and I want you to get a good education and work hard and eat a good breakfast. But if I'm not doing those things, why would she do those things? So she is definitely someone who watched me. And as soon as I really observed that and really understood that, I, even now I'm very conscientious of how I talk to myself and, and, um, how I treat myself and what I say about myself in front of her, because she is, you know, I can tell her 8 million things, but what she's learning from is what I'm actually showing her and what I'm doing. So for a lot of folks it really, it's, it's that push pull between culturally. And I think from a society standpoint, saying that as a mom, you have to sacrifice and, and do these things for your children. And the reality being that being a great mom sometimes is just showing up and being the best you, because that's what the kids are learning from. They want to follow your example. The second thing that I think it really holds us back for prioritizing I find that at least a lot of the people that I work with, we are high achievers. We have such a high standard for ourselves. And one of the things I love to tell people is ditch your deadline. So it is very common for someone to come into our program and say, okay, 
I know I have to make a smart goal. So I want to lose 10 pounds by December 31st and blah, blah, blah. And so they've got this idea in their head that this change has to happen in this short amount of time. And the and it's great to have goals. And I think goals are very, very important. And I do love specific goals. However, the challenge becomes, so what if something is off? What if something happens in your family? Or what if, you know, your progress doesn't go exactly according to plan, then they get really discouraged. And it's really difficult the next time around to say, well, I want to prioritize my health and fitness because you have told yourself this story of, well, I tried it that one time and I had this goal and I worked really hard and it didn't work. The reality is that we can set lots of goals and plans and just think, especially moms, you know this, think about your kids. You can have a plan for how things are supposed to work out, but the reality is things will work out whatever way it works. And it's the same with our health and fitness. We, what we can control is how we show up, when we show up and how often we show up, right? But we can't always control the exact outcome. I would love to say health and fitness is this wonderful, simple formula. You put X plus Y, you're going to equal Z. But the reality is there are so many variables. So I know a lot of people get easily discouraged. And so I always tell folks, ditch your deadlines and really fall in love with the process, fall in love with the boring stuff, because that's the stuff that really works. I, I love that. I love it. Um, because I know, I think I'm, I probably, I'm definitely <laughs> guilty of, of both of those two things where definitely I am the center of the universe around here. It seems like everybody wants to come to me when they lose something or they have an issue. Mommy has to fix it. And mommy tends to take on everything, but I never really thought about being such a high achiever, how that actually can, it's a good thing, but can kind of come back and nip it in. But especially when things aren't going um, the way that I plan, because I'll be honest with you, life has been happening and not exactly the way that I <laughs> want it. So I'm glad that you brought that one up because I think a lot of times we forget that, you know, things are going to happen and, and life is going to life. And we just kind of have to, uh, I don't know a better way to say it, but we just kind of have to deal with it. But like you said, we can control some things and, and the things that we can control, that's definitely what we want to, um, to, to, to really, you know, put our energy towards fixing. But I think a lot of times we get <laughs> get focused on the things that we can't. And then we're just like, oh, I can't do it. I can never lose weight. And then that's when the self-sabotage and all that stuff starts to kick in. But I'm just wondering, like, what are some of the other mistakes that you've seen moms make when it comes to actually making a self-care routine and actually starting to put themselves first? Oh, this is such a great question. Thank you so much for asking <laughs> Okay. The first thing I will say is this all or nothing mentality. Okay. So you have a goal and you're like, okay, I'm going to cut out sugar. I'm going to work out six times a day. I'm going to stand on my head. I'm going to get 10 hours of sleep. I'm going to meditate and do this yoga DVD once a week. And the reality is that's just it's nearly impossible for most people. Um, I might get some flack around this, but there is a challenge out there that I see called 75 hard. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. I'm sure some of your listeners are, but like for 75 days, you like cut out sugar, you cut out this, you don't do that. And I just, I just want to just say no, because even if you can last those 75 days, 
our lives are not all or nothing and we need flexibility. So as boring as it is, I always tell people to start with just one habit. Just start with one thing. And it might be like drinking water or getting that extra hour of sleep or going for a walk after lunch or whatever it is. But just start with the one thing, because when you're able to complete some one thing successfully, you're going to breed success. You're going to feel successful. You'd be like, yeah, girl, I did that. Yes, I am awesome. Look at me. Are you checking yourself out in the mirror? Um, But when you try to do everything, you're setting yourself up for failure and it's going to feel like, well, I should be able to do all this stuff. And of course, you're going to see, you know, your neighbor from down the street and she looks amazing and she's been doing this thing and she cut out sugar and she's a vegan and eats kale smoothies or whatever. But it's 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 just not the reality for most humans. So it can't be all or nothing. Um Related to that, really changing too many things at once. The whole concept when we talk about creating a lifestyle change is truly layering small changes on top of each other. And I know in um, I know in previous episodes you've talked about routines and and those and habits, and it's it's same and it's applicable to health and fitness too. If you are going to try to change your kid's routine, you don't do everything at all at once. You do one thing at a time, one small thing at a time. So by the time you actually adapt these habits, they are ingrained. They're natural. They don't feel like work. It doesn't feel like extra. So when you're working on your health and fitness goals, you don't want it to feel like another job. You want it to feel like something that you're weaving in to your regular day. So um, the other thing is um, most women that I know have been brought up on cardiovascular exercise, particularly if people are interested in fat loss. And I love cardiovascular exercise. Please don't, you know, send me nasty grams or whatever about cardio and said, Jennifer said it was bad. I don't think it's bad. I think heart health is very important, but when it comes to the exercise, that's the best bang for your buck. Resistance training is a hundred percent where it's at. And resistance training can be body weight training. You can use resistance bands, dumbbells, weights, et cetera. You can do it at home in the gym. You can do like yoga or, you know, like power, that kind of thing. So resistance training can look like a lot of different things. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, grunting it out in the gym, but please, please, please. If you're, if you're able to include two to three days of resistance training each week, it doesn't even have to be long. (laughs) But challenge your body because hormonally, it's going to be better for you from a building muscle and turning your body into a calorie burning machine. It's great. You can eat a lot more food. And that's always my goal in life. Um, you get stronger, you are helping with your bone density, you are helping boost testosterone, um, which is really great in terms of weight control. So there's just so many great benefits to weight training or resistance training, but we find that a lot of our clients just have not been exposed to that. And so, you know, we default to uh, cardio all the time. Now I, I love walking. I love cardio. I like doing all sorts of fun cardio, but I have to anchor my routine in terms of resistance training. So those are a couple of the mistakes that I have seen. (laughs) So, you know, take it one thing at a time, you know, take it slow, give yourself some grace and flexibility, and please include some resistance training. Yes, definitely. And there is an episode that we did. I am trying to find it, but cannot find it. (laughs) When I do, I'll make sure to include in the show notes. But there is an episode that I did with another guest and she did talk about resistance training. 
in the way that she helped me with, um, in, in particular, she was talking about with weights because she was mm-hmm. like saying that um, lifting weights, um, you know, you're you're going to be burning more calories and um, you're going to be toning up um, versus you running on the treadmill for 30 minutes. Yeah, you may burn some calories, but the lifting weights is going to help you out a lot more. And mm-hmm. so she was saying how um, think of, um, you know, you, you know, let's just say for me right now, my arms are just a little bit bigger than I, what I would like. She was like, yeah, just think about your arms. If your arm is like a, a beach ball, like, yeah, it's really big, but it's not that, you know, heavy, but it's just a lot there, but versus like a softball, it's more dense, but it's mm-hmm. smaller. And so she was saying how, like, that's how our muscles can be like, yeah. Um, it's not that you're trying to gain muscle. You're just trying to tone things up and, um, not have it be so so much because the fat of course is it's like the beach ball and you can have a whole lot more of it um and versus you know the muscle which is nice and tight and um and a lot more dense but it doesn't it won't be as big like how my arms are right now so <laughs> I love how she had brought that example and I'm so glad that you brought that back up again because mm-hmm. that was one thing that I really had to shift because um for me when I think about lifting weights I'm thinking about like oh no I don't want to bulk up because like that's mm-hmm. the last thing I want to do but I learned that that is not the case you're not going to bulk up you're going to actually tone down so definitely I'm glad you brought that one up Oh yeah. I'm, I'm a meathead. I love at weights. And, and I'll, I'll, let me just share this. This is just my little personal anecdote because, you know, back in the day I was like, oh yeah, I was a cardio queen. Put me on a treadmill, do all this stuff. I could run, I could do all sorts of stuff. And I had great cardiovascular endurance, but I couldn't figure out why my body never changed. <laughs> and finally, um, I decided to really seriously start looking at weights. I even got a coach and all this other stuff to really, really uh, focus on my own personal knowledge of weight training and lifting weights. And oh my goodness, I, I mean, the body fat just melted off me. And even though from a scale perspective, my body is heavier, I was so much smaller, very compact, um, wore lots of smaller clothes and I felt really strong and I could eat more. And you'll probably hear me say that a lot. Like I like to eat. I do not believe in this like 1200 calorie starvation stuff. I like food. I want my people to eat food. I want everybody to enjoy food. (laughs) So anything that helps you increase your metabolism, and enjoy your life more. That's what I want to help you do. So yeah, weight training is my favorite um, because it just, it just, your, your, your other guest was hundred percent right. And um, I will preach that till the end of my days. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, definitely. Now, last one here is um, when we're talking about our self-care routine. Um, I'm just wondering, what are some of your big self-care routines that you definitely want to encourage us moms to either consider or start implementing? Okay. I'm going to go a little off uh, schedule, a li- not schedule, but probably off where you probably think I'll go. I'll talk about some health and fitness self-care routines, but one of the things that I is very important to me is doing something with my skin. And let me explain why um, I don't have bad skin, didn't have bad skin, but it's the one thing that makes me feel luxurious. So I will spend money on good skincare and good makeup. And I do think that whatever that thing is for you, you need to remember that you are an amazing woman, an amazing mom, and whatever that luxury 
thing might be for you, even if it takes just five minutes, it completely puts me in a different state of mind when I'm taking care of myself. And so it becomes so much easier to do the other things when I feel like I'm doing things for myself where I feel worthy. So that's one of my routines. Like I have my little, you know, fruity tooty, you know, skincare, (laughs) you know, I, I'm making sure my skin is protected and all that other stuff because, you know, I'm over 40 and I, you know, I, I love it. And I love the fact that, you know, people are like, oh, you don't look a day over, I don't know, 32 or <laughs> but that's important to me. But when it comes to my health and fitness, like I said, sleep is a huge, huge thing for me. So I uh, don't drink a lot of caffeine anyway, but if I'm going to have a cup of coffee, I make sure it's before noon because I do not want that to interfere with my sleep. And when it's time to go to bed, you know, I take off my makeup with my little makeup thing. And then I, the sheets have to be a certain way. <laughs> I climb into bed. I I kiss my husband and I have kind of a gratitude routine that I do at night, you know, be thankful for, you know, the life that I have and the little things in life that I have. And then I breathe and go to sleep. So that's a huge one. The other big routine that I don't function very well without, and that's, I st- we started this when, um, when we had all these middle school and high school kids in sports is meal prep. Um, because, we all need to eat as a family. And before we master the meal prep routine, I, it was a crap shoot of what our children were going to eat. One day it might've been like stuffed peppers. And the next day it was pizza and donuts. <laughs> and, you know, we just wanted to be better than that. So my husband and I, we were not great at meal prep in the beginning. So I will say practice, practice, practice. So if you've tried meal prep and it just doesn't work, find a method that works for you. And for the past six years of our marriage, now we are meal prepping once a week and it's looked very different. Like when Paul and I were competing and we were bodybuilding, we had containers. And now that we don't do that, we still prep like most of our our meats and proteins for the week and maybe some sides and throw them together. It's a little bit more casual, but no matter what, we have to have our meals prepped because we know throughout the chaos of our day, the most important thing is to make sure we are properly fueled and not eating junk. Because once we start eating junk, we get exhausted, we get crabby, we get cranky, and we're not taking care of our bodies. We don't sleep well. So the food and and meal prep is a important part. And then finally, um, regular exercise. And that has changed a lot for me over the years. But the one constant is that I still need to move. I feel so much better when I'm active and some days, especially during the, you know, when the pandemic first hit, um, nobody's gym was open and all this other stuff. I loved my morning walk because it was a stress reliever. I could move my body. Then, you know, gyms open back up. I love getting back in the gym, throwing around some weights. And now I'm kind of back to that middle ground where it's like, I like my walk. I like my weights. You know, I'm doing all of those. Um, I'm still doing resistance training. It just looks very different than it may have maybe six years ago when I was competing. And the great thing is that I want people to recognize is that as your life changes, as your kids change in age, as your demands on your time change, your exercise routine, your food meal prep routine may look different, but just have one so that you're consistently taking care of yourself. Yes. Yes. I love all of those that you gave. And you know, it's so funny. You talked about skincare at first. I just went and I spent 
for me, it's like a lot of money. I spent like a hundred dollars because I got a hundred dollars um, gift card to Ulta for Ooh. some new skincare. And the one, the most expensive thing I bought was this serum. It was like, no, it was over a hundred dollars. But anyways, the serum was like $98. And at first I was like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And I was like, no, you know what? I'm getting this. I want to do this for myself. So I'm glad that you, you made me feel yeah. even better about that luxury that I bought for myself. Good. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> No, you're Jennifer, welcome. Thank you. And Jennifer, <laughs> you shared so many great tips with us. I could keep you on for so much longer, but I know that I have to let you go, even though I don't want to. But I was just wondering before we signed off, if you have any words of encouragement or motivational quote for us, real happy moms. Well, I, well, the first thing is my little quote is ditch your deadline and just really enjoy the process of health and fitness because it's not a punishment. If you're doing it right, you'll find a routine that feels really, really good. That makes you, you know, a better version of you right now. So we don't want to change you. We want you to be you, but like energetic and, you know, healthy and feel good. And that's how you show up for your family. So if you have some sort of crazy deadline or I, or beating yourself up, I know a lot of us, including me have gained weight with COVID. So what, you know, what, let's just focus on getting back to really good routines that take care of our minds, our bodies, and allow us to show up as the best person we can be. So ditch that deadline and and just focus on what can I do today? What can I do regularly that will help me or put me one step closer to that ideal health and fitness lifestyle change that I'd like? Yes, yes. Now, Jennifer, if we want to connect with you, learn more about you, where can we find you online? Yes. Well, please hit me up on my Instagram at the real Jennifer Nagel. And I know that you've included some fun stuff. I've given a free masterclass in the notes, but um, at the real Jennifer Nagel, I love DMs. I love notes. (laughs) I love comments. So uh, please, please hit me up there. Yes. And I'll be sure to include those links in the show notes. And for the masterclass, if you head over to realhappymom.com slash Jennifer, you will be able to access the masterclass that she was talking about there. So yes, I will have all of that for you, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. You have been such a pleasure. been learning so much from you and I truly appreciate you. Thank you, Tony. And I had such a great time and I'm so glad we finally made this happen. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> Now that does it for this episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. To find the links and show notes mentioned in this episode, head on over to realhappymom.com slash 160. And don't forget to go back and listen to episode 94. That was the episode that I was trying to um, get to when I was talking about the resistance and weight training. That episode is how to get and stay fit for Good with Michelle Marie Diaz. And also check out episode 75. That is the episode that I did with my friend Shauna. And she talks a lot about the all or nothing mentality and how to get ourselves out of that. Now that all or nothing mentality is something that Jennifer touched on in this episode. And I really want to make sure that you are 
definitely tackling this because I know this is something that I struggle with at times. So that's episode 94 and episode 118 if you're looking for another episode to check out. Now, if you have found this podcast episode helpful, please do me a huge favor by leaving me a five-star rate and review in Apple Podcast. This helps me out so, so much. I'd be super grateful and it would help to get the message out to other moms that this is a great podcast to listen to. And if you're like, you know what? I don't really listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. That is totally fine. Do me a favor by taking a screenshot of you listening to this episode and post it in your Insta stories or your Facebook stories. And again, that will get the message out to more moms to go ahead and check out this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I honestly do all of this for you and have you in mind. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Make sure you stay tuned for the next week for another full episode. Take care and with lots of love.